0: Say I look nice when I'm not, touch my hair as you pass my chair, little thing we love. Give me your arm as we cross the street, call me at six.
1: Hello, and welcome to Chosen By Committee, the podcast where myself, Josh Heron, Christopher Munden, and John Rosenberg read through every Pulitzer Prize winning play since 1918 so you don't have to, or so you read along with us. Um, my name is Josh Heron. I am a third grade teacher and um, dog owner recovering from some uh, acute dog crises. I am joined by. Um, I uh, don't know, so, I'm doing a Chris. Thank you. And John too, I guess. Hello. This week we are reading 1954's Tea House of the August Moon. Uh, a war, uh, I guess a post-World War II um, comedy uh, that takes place in Okinawa um, in Japan. Would
0: anyone like to summarize this? Um, I can. It's based on a novel by Vern Snyder. Um, And yeah, it's probably right at the end of the war or, uh, or not long after conclusion of the of the war and um, the Americans are occupying Okinawa, which is an island part of japan now but like south of um south of japan proper is there still a airport uh, u.s base there i think there is i think there might still yes. be a u.s base there. yeah there's yeah. still
2: a u.s marine base there because every few years there's cases of u.s marines raping everybody
0: right yeah so um, yeah, that was an interesting thing in the play. One of the characters says, you know, when the Americans leave. <laughs> and it's 70 years later and they still haven't. But um, it follows a um, a captain. Is it Kirby, his name? Um, captain Kirby, I think, is his name. He is assigned to a like small Kirby? town.
1: Isn't it Furby?
0: Ribby? Furby, that's right, Fisby, 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 Fisby and there's a Purdy is They're his boss, job. yeah, um, it follows Captain Fisby who's assigned to a town on the tip of um, of Okinawa, um, Takibi or something like that, right, and um, he is accompanied there by a um, native of the town, his translator Sakini, Sakini, and um, and so Fisbee is given the remit to uh, like civilize the town, uh, teach them about democracy, build a schoolhouse, and um, and make them self sufficient. But um, he is soon uh, basically going native. He is given a gift, gifts by the villagers, and one of those gifts is a geisha um, who insists that, or persuades the villagers, and instead of building a schoolhouse, he should build a tea house. And, um, And so Fisbee basically ignores all of the instructions he's been given by the U.S. government and starts wearing a bathrobe, a kimono, um, sells uh, sweet potato made brandy, um, has the geisha teach the women of the village how to be a geisha and, um, and yeah, hilarity ensues. Uh,
1: I think, so one of the things like I was really surprised by with this work is, and even like I think I mentioned this last week, like even the Wikipedia page mentions that like, it was a huge hit. Like it ran for like two or three years on Broadway, which is a long time um, for a play and for the 50s. Um, uh, and then it was revived a couple times, but it sort of fell out of favor in the 70s because the sort of racial politics of the show hadn't fared well. And I think in reading it, I was really, um, I think, as opposed to some of the other works, where like the racial dynamics were like, and were like so cringy, I couldn't, I, I couldn't. It, it sort of blocked me from understanding the play, or like it sort of inhibited it. What's interesting, I think, maybe even dangerous about this play, is it like really uses. <laughs> Um, like a very imperialist and very racist sort of worldview um, in a very endearing and very like comforting way. Um, It's a very like comforting comedy I found. Um, I sort of like by like 10 pages in I knew exactly like I I knew the plot right. I could have like told you what this was going to be and I was like and I was sort of like under its spec, like everyone is so good nature like there's so much good natured stuff in this play, um, or at least on the surface, that I think it really hides some like sort of gross stuff. Um and I think that yeah. you I don't think you would see it and like look past it, but I found myself very like conflicted about that.
0: I mean, how do you think it were how are its racial politics for its time? And I mean Racial politics is interesting. It doesn't really, it's all, it's more, it's imperialist politics, yeah. maybe more than racial politics, right? You could almost see it being set in a town in the South or like it, it's an uncivilized town. It's like Northern Exposure, the doctor, or um, like um, Gogol's government inspector, you know, that play where a guy from Moscow comes to a small town in Russia and,
1: you know, I think, may, like, I think yes, but I think given the, con- like, I think given the fact that it's written 10 years after World War II, that there is still this largely anti-Japanese sentiment in the country that, um, that Yeah,
0: certainly. I mean, it's, about, like, it's diet, definitely like, way dated, but like the the villain is kind of purdy as that general and and the Japanese characters, Although they are crudely drawn and speaking well, let's,
2: terrible. Hold on, let's be clear. There's no Japanese characters in this play. They're all from Okinawa. Okinawa. And, um, you know, I. But but I think it's important to point out, if you look at the framing device of the play, it's the narrator. And the narrator comes out and he lets us all know that what we're watching is a play. And, uh, and, and the narrator is And he gives a short history of Okinawa and he talks. That's the interesting thing to me about it is it talks a lot about how many times Okinawa has been, uh, conquered. And so it's interesting that I think in terms of the racial politics, it really has nothing to do with Japan, you know, like it almost sidesteps that and looks upon people of Okinawa as something completely different.
0: Um, it does, maybe. Um, Which I, th-
2: but I but think I it's mean, very, very. But it, you yeah. could say that culturally, they, you know, they're more aligned with Japan having been conquered by them before. But I think, given America in the '50s and who we were and who we still are, like it's different. It's not. It's not a play about. To me, it'd be different if this was a play about um, the you know, Americans in actual Japan, like if you set this in Tokyo and it was like changing the culture of Japan, that's a very different play than this one. And
0: I think the The player, imperialist imperialist play.
2: Well, I think by making it, by making the people, you know, of Okinawa, it's, it's very, it's very interesting to me. Um, and it sidesteps a lot of shit. Um, is weird because it reminded me of Catch-22 a lot. Um, I think just in terms of the, I guess there's, there's, it's, it's like a. The humor, it,
0: the absurdity. Yeah. They're, yeah.
2: There definitely absurdity to the whole play. Um, And I couldn't remember when Catch-22 was written, but it is fascinating that this play is completely devoid of any mention of what happened at Okinawa of like, You know the complete terror that was wrought on the citizens of Okinawa by the Japanese and also the Americans. You know,
0: was that was that as bad as like um, the Marianas Islands and Guam? So this battles were terrible, weren't they?
2: Okinawa was the so I'll just say real quick. Okinawa was the final like set piece battle of the Pacific War, and it was hands down the bloodiest. I think one big difference between the other previous wars is there was no real civilian population. Okinawa had a huge civilian population. And I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of pictures of the Japanese basically convincing Okinawa civilians that the Americans were going to rape them. Jump off the cliff. Yes. All that stuff. Oh,
0: that's crazy. Yeah.
2: So it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I I totally agree with you, Josh. This play is fascinating and comforting and incredibly dangerous at the same time. And it's also incredibly well written.
1: Yeah, I don't know I guess what we're, I mean I think and this is like a, a distinction we've had I think a couple times. I don't know if it's like I think it's well plotted and well structured. Uh-huh. Um, like I think the dialogue itself is sort of hit or I, I think it's sort of like once you put the like framework of what this play was, like, is I don't think the like, like the, I mean, I mean, well,
0: Judge is a comedy, though. We're not judging, I mean, yeah, it's no, it's like, no, think, it's no Tennessee it like, Williams, but it's
1: totally, but I don't think the dialogue, I mean, I don't think that the dialogue
0: is like, I mean, it's certainly better than the book the problem, for um, yeah. South Pacific.
2: Definitely, there's, there, there definitely are like different versions of well written, and I guess you are right that it's not like, it's not. Prose or poetry on on paper, but the structure of it is really good. I didn't I didn't think it missed that much with its jokes, and I think it was very self aware of itself. It reminded me of a lot of plays I've seen since or before. You I mean, know, I, that, well, that's
1: what I was like. I thought was really interesting, like the, the idea that like I knew what this play was about. Is I don't know if that if like if that if and this is the first play that we've read that fits that mold, this specific sort of part. Right. I wonder if this is like where it like where it starts. I don't, I doubt it. But it. it like- but
0: I mean, it is like, what was that, that Michael J. Fox, Doc Hollywood movie? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, almost like that story, isn't it? Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I don't know how, you know, what you call it. It's not like, uh, you could call it, right, the terribly racist term like going uh, going native play or something like that but it, yeah. it definitely fits within uh, right this is this is a classic story in a way um, that's placed at a very yeah it's done interestingly
0: yeah it'd be pretty tough to state now
1: uh, I mean yeah I think like, like some of the other plays I've seen like I think you do a very intentionally subversive thing with it but I don't think like even the way it's written with the um so the there's a lot of Japanese air quotes here. A lot of
0: Japanese. Oh, is it not of, Japanese?
1: Oh, there's a line. Okay, that, I thought it was in the one I saw, but the the script I had, there was a note that said this is a phonetic yeah. approximation okay. of the dialect, but like will not would not be intelligible to someone who speaks Japanese.
0: Right. Oh mine didn't say that. And what did yours? So in mine, like it had the Japanese or I guess pseudo Japanese, and then let's it just had call it Okinawan. Pra- Okinawan, Okinawan go. dialect, um, pseudo Okinawan dialect, um, and then it had English translations in parentheses right afterwards. Oh, oh wow, no, did I didn't have,
1: have, that. have that. Yeah,
0: no. Yours did not have that. Okay, no. so probably that just so so yeah mine did but i was wondering there was no note on what are you supposed to do with that it seemed like um it seemed like you would just say the japanese and and that was just a note so that i was understanding as i read it but there was, so, then there were like whole conversations there was yeah, at least one like lengthy conversation that was untranslated
1: that, yeah i mean was there anything subversive in the like like
0: yeah, it was great because uh he he was mistranslating all the time.
1: That's nice, to, like I think that's a missing piece, like right, that gives these like these characters a lot more agency. Or like I mean, and granted it's like a wink and a nod, agency and like but like um I think if there is this subversion happening there, it's a little bit more interesting than what and then and that was not
2: in the script I read.
0: Okay, well, yeah, so in my yeah. That is true, but
2: it I guess I would also call this like a trick it's like a trickster play too in a way because you know the framing device is that narrator that comes out and kind of is a
0: trickster, yeah.
2: Yeah, who kind of explains the rules and like, you know, sometimes it's this like he, he's a very philosophical person um that knows how to <laughs> navigate this world, this absurd world that he's in. And the play does the whole play turns on you know in that third act and the general comes back and it's like oh jesus christ why did i tell you to destroy all the brandy you know the government wants to duplicate this uh what we've done and the fact is that like the trickster they did they destroyed uh water towers or whatever not the brandy. water
0: barrels yeah Whereas, that was very catch 23-ish wasn't it or oh, i know that Maybe that was the
2: working title for this play,
0: Catch Twenty Three. I did really like the title of this play. It sounds like a Japanese novel title. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so the I, I guess we could talk about like the the stuff about this play. But I guess what I thought about reading this is, what are you, what, is, what are you supposed to do with a play like this? Or let's say, let's say I'm a playwright that wants to tell this story, right? What am I supposed to do? Because like, if I, if I was to take this play right and and do it where like the dialect is absolutely correct mm-hmm. and all the actors playing that are from Okinawa, right? Mm-hmm. What what am I creating then? That's what the thing. Is- that's the thing I thought about with this play.
0: Is like you mean you're rewriting it or you're writing it from scratch, having not read this play?
2: Let's say let's say I. I come across this play. I'm like this. There's there's parts of this that are good, but it's so fucking troubling, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's a right way to do this play. That you know. Do you? So I guess
1: that's like that surprises me that you believe that there is a right way to do it.
0: Well, no, 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 no. no.
2: <laughs> but 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 here <laughs> to me here to yeah. me here to me is the strange thing that I'm wondering about is like <laughs> how can you take something like the Battle of Okinawa. The, one of the most bloody wars mm-hmm. and the the subsequent occupation of the civilian population that even to this day is still a terrible, terrible, uh, you know, they have protests there all the time. Like I said, every few years in the news, you'll be like, oh, okay, there's there's another Marine raping like a, a person from Okinawa, right? How do you... So if what is it if I create something that is respectful and historically correct. What is that? That's what what I'm wondering, like, what is it to like be a part of like that imperial war and like to be a part of that and a descendant of it and then to create something that is respectful of the population, what the fuck is that?
1: But is is that the story? I mean, I think that that's the like, like I don't think that's the story because this story uses like uses Okinawa and like the culture of this town totally as a like prop for the like betterment of this person right like uh, it's, like right. the worldview of this play is condescending and I mean so again and this is what I said is like I find this this is a com- it's comforting to for a western like I found this play comforting we're and. Right the worldview this play is based on is condescending. And um, I mean, does it, it's condescending, right? It's saying that like, um, like and it's like, and it's like, and it, it, and I think what's dangerous about it is you could see this play and be like, oh no, this play is like showing you that there are like things that are of value in like Eastern culture, like, no. And it's like, right, right. Right. the fact that that's what, like, but the, Preposition of that is, the conversation starts with "there's no value in Eastern culture," and it's like, "oh, actually, it's so different from us," and like, you know,
0: it's also a critique of American ideals and democracy, and the hypocrisy what, of kind, those of, a, and kind of, a, of
2: but it, kind of but not really,
1: right? But then like, it's really. using it's like using that, this culture as a prop to make that point. Like you could do, you could make a critique of American democracy without like using a like, without using this tragedy as like a back, like you can, there's lots of ways to like
0: but I mean, I, I think that the author of the book is basically Fisbee, right? And he was, he had a position like that in in Japan. And that is part of the US experience. I think that is an interesting question. Like how could this have been done and could it be done but like it's almost like uh, should it be done but but it should like well
2: to
0: me I think what's yeah
2: what's fascinating to me about it is I don't think there's a right way to do it and that to
0: me is what's so beautiful maybe not in a comedy but maybe like passage to (sighs) India
2: even but even that like it's incredibly I mean, there's so many examples of it, but it's it's just weird. Like creating, I, I mean, I don't know. There's something very strange about creating something beautiful as a representation of something terrible that happened. Period. You know, and it's incredibly dangerous. And I mean, to me, that that was slight, you know that's the danger. Something like South Pacific. Um, like, yeah, the, it's
0: amazing the- those two plays. How, what kind of? view they've had of the Pacific theater, which is just like a devastatingly brutal theater of war for the United States.
1: Well, I'm trying to think of it, like, I'm trying to think it's not even like, I was wondering if it's like, is this a question of like, cause like, do I believe that like, you can make comedy out of terrible things? And um, like, yeah, like, yes, that is like, that is Jewish humor. Like that is the history of Jewish humor, right? Um, uh-huh. like, I am, like, I am a big fan of gallows humor, and I think that, like, often that's a really subversive, radical tool. And then I was like, okay, well, so it's, like, is this, so then this play is this play punching down. Like, it's about power structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so and, like, and I guess it, but it's not, like, I don't think very often the Japanese Japanese culture is the butt of the joke. Like, American no, culture is the butt of not. the joke. It's not. But it still isn't, like, but it's still not treated, I wouldn't say it's treated with like it's still patronizing and condescending. And like yeah. that's it back. is. And I think that's where it's that's where right.
2: So but but this is what I'm wondering about. Isn't it more honest about the relationship that we have with that culture than something that tries to respect the culture? That's what I'm wondering. Is like if I was to find a person who is from Okinawa and be like, I want to write this play together with you, I'll do the the American side, you do that side, and together. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's just fascinating to me as a, as a document or as whatever you want to call it. Oh, like it's a it's the,
1: a it's a perfect document of like American Japanese, like of the Americans. But yeah, I I think it like as a historical document, it's really fascinating. I don't American I, Empire. Like, I I'm very curious. Like I know, I like the moment we are, and this is like, like how like canceled the three white dudes like pontificating about this, but like <laughs> we are like at a moment where like, and I would talk. This is a conversations come up up again and again and again. Is like, I think we're at a very specific moment historically, like in the last like ten years, let's say, like where things just feel so insanely hot, and identity and representation are. Um, are very, very fraught and things feel, uh, things are like, there are very, very strict limitations on what can be made and who can make it, And I think that is part of a reckoning that is important. Um, I'm very, very curious how in like a generation or two, or let's say 20 years or 30 years or 40 years, like what, happens with this. Like, I don't think that we can go like, I don't think it's gonna get more insular. I, I don't, I, I, I have a hard time imagining that. Um, Sorry, I don't, when
2: you say, when you say it's gonna become more insular, what do you mean by I mean, insular? I don't,
1: I don't think it'll become more like, I don't think we're like, I think we're sort of at the height of our sensitivity and our awareness of who makes what and like and and this like i think we're sort of at the height of of sensitivity right now
0: i could mm-hmm. be wrong you're um, probably wrong
1: okay and i i worry about a conservative or like a right-wing like backlash Where like i think these conversations are really are really important i think they've done i think they were i think they're really necessary and i i, I don't hope for like a a reaction that pushes this away I'm interested if there's a generation that comes after this that like takes this sensitivity and does something that's a little bit more subversive with it and does something that's a little like, and like allows more, um,
2: like allows more subjectivity. Uh, so can I ask, like, when you say like uh, a future generation doing taking this and doing something more subversive with it, yeah. I, I think it's a, a fascinating idea. So like, What is like an example of that? Or do you know what I mean? What do you mean possibly by that?
1: So I guess I think of like, So
2: like if you took this play,
1: I don't know. I don't, I'm not a playwright, but like, I think Uh, think I've been thinking a lot about is, is sort of um, own voice. Like the idea that like you have to have lived a certain experience to write about a certain experience. And I think that's, I think that comes from a couple different places, right? There's questions of authenticity, and I think there's questions of like economics and like sort of like the cultural marketplace, right? Where like uh, playwrights from historically marginalized groups don't have the same access to networks, and it's shitty when like a white playwright white writes about uh, an experience of a person of color or of someone else from a different group because like there are like 10 authors that are sort of, like, clamoring for access. Um, uh-huh. I think that question often gets, like, like, yeah, that issue gets murky when it's, like, well, only, like, if you've only lived sure. that experience, you have to write that. Right. That's what, like, like, I don't, I mean, just, like, that's, that, all play would then be memoir and that's not how it is. We we are always writing from different experiences. We always write outside of our, like always, but like often we were writing outside of our gender. So I think that impulse to like this, like you have to have a lived experience to write or do work about a certain thing. I think that will loosen. And I'm just curious about-
0: I don't don't know. I saw a play recently by a non-white playwright um, that was about I would say that was about a socioeconomic class that that playwright didn't know about, but that a lot of people of um the playwright play win a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah.
2: There's...
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: like,
2: like you, were on you were
1: on record for <laughs> hating sweat. Uh,
0: this is, like, I don't know where you're going. This is not sweat. Um uh Water by the spoonful, and um, and it just a lot of it um, rang hollow to me. Um, I mean, it's kind of set in like Kensington, North Philly, so an area that I know well, and like um, you know people I know well, and and um, and so maybe like. Maybe there will be there will be more consideration of class. Maybe like, um, like you know, if this country is becoming more and more divided by education and by class, and and maybe those will those will be divisions that cut across race lines, and and have authenticity issues. I don't know. There's no reason to think that like um awareness of this will awareness of different identities will will decrease or that or that we are aware of um, all of those issues now and I don't know if um I don't know what the what things will be like in 20 years but uh, but you may have said in like 1990 2000 like, those talk of like post-racial society
1: yeah I don't I don't think we're post I don't think we're post I, I don't think of that like no I, no no I, but like, like that
0: this awareness has reached a height is yeah, is I, I mean I guess yeah.
1: I think of like I think maybe what I'm, I think that it, it, maybe that what I'm saying is like nothing is I think that like when a cultural historian in like 200 years thinks about our time, Mm -hmm. I think they will, like, I think this will be an era where, like, I think the, like, the, like, week on the syllabus will be, like, identity. Like, I think that, like, we are in a time that is, like, that is fixated on it. In a way, and I, and, and I think that, like, I don't, and those kinds of, like, those kinds of lenses don't last forever.
0: No, I guess it'll be interesting to see when we when we get to like 2010s 2020s Pulitzer Prize winning plays like, is that evident? Because I mean, we see like, uh, glimpses of historical moment in the plays we've read from prior decades, and, and like the ideas of what they're interested in at the time come through. And maybe this is like, American empire, and America's place in the world is coming through and maybe and and so yeah, maybe maybe we'll get a glimpse of that when we, when we start to replace from this era. And we'll be able to look at it then through a somewhat historical perspective.
1: Yeah, because it'll be like 2045. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris will be on lack support from the syphilis that has gone to his brain.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Josh.
1: I gave you syphilis.
0: You can give me syphilis. Please.
1: Oh, I didn't give you syphilis, but I mean, in my in my in my historic vision of you, Um syphilis. Oh. Hmm. Uh, uh, Calvero is like spoon feeding John
2: applesauce. No, nah, he'll be like, he's like, my father died fighting in Afghanistan. Because yeah, we'll <laughs> lie to him. But who is your father? In? <laughs> so Calveras doing the
1: podcast for you in your honor. Well, next week, a famous play about American Empire. Not. This is not it's not an American play about American Empire. Um, maybe I would love to hear that reading. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Um, play. I guess it plays about like American legacy and American imagination and delusions of grandeur. Um. Uh, I love this play. I'm excited to read it with y'all. Um, yeah,
0: it's a great play.
1: Another Tennessee Williams. Um, any last? I don't want. Yeah, I. I mean, I think we sort of like talked on what a, we
0: talked very much around. Uh, yeah, constantly. I,
1: I think that's probably where this play sort
2: of belongs. Right? But 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 I think it also brought up because I, I feel like when I was reading this, I really, I guess I I thought of this question of like. So you take, and I might be repeating myself, but you take something like the battle of Okinawa and what is it if I create something beautiful about something that's terrible that respects the culture or, and so I then make a ton of money off of that. Like, what am I doing then? Um, this is a question that I have for myself that I think about with a lot of stuff, but I, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Like, Yeah. Questions of representation and identity. And, you know, Josh, when he said, you know, I think it's something that always uh, is either right there. I I think with every generation of theater, with everything, it's questions of identity and questions of, you know, who can represent myself, ourselves. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch and to be a part of um, because I'm certain you know theater in the 70s they probably thought that wow this like this shit is you know we're pushing the boundaries of, of what's possible and and who we are and all that and yeah i don't i don't think it'll ever go away um i do think there will be a backlash it i don't know what it'll look like but it'll be fascinating to be a part of
0: i mean i wonder if it'll come on the theater are we you know it, that is a an amazing thing about the plays from this era that we're reading, where it feels like theater is relevant, and and these are enduring works of literature that are also theater, and it's um, and it, it, I somewhat lament that like theater's place has fallen.
2: I guess what I'm trying to say is. I appreciate that this play is fucking racist because, <laughs> because it doesn't lie and it doesn't, no. it doesn't represent who our country is and what we've done in something other than what it is. And I appreciate it in that sense. I think that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. It's historical. I mean, and yeah, the idea of like the right taking taking another culture, taking, um, someone else's experience or, or taking like the battle of Okinawa, like those are things that like, you can't use, you know, you can't like- No, no, I don't think that's them. true.
2: You can, you absolutely can. You see, you can't, I I don't think you can make rules. You can't make rules of, what well, okay, you, you can't can use this war.
0: You can, It's fascinating them, to me because like, what
2: does it mean? What does it mean to do that? I think I, that's I, what's I also interesting. Think,
1: well, I also think that there's this idea, so now, okay. But I also think, I guess when I push back against this, and like, and even when I push back against myself, around I'm like, well, what, like, since it like, what? Why are we? Like, why? Like, why is it not okay now and it was okay then? But I also think that's because, like,
2: think, it never was okay.
1: It never right. was well, okay. And also, I think was never, <laughs> but like, like, we're not like us seeing that is not like. I think the idea that a theater audience is not just going to be white people, right? And so, like, and to like,
0: have you been to the theater?
1: But um, like, <laughs>
0: that
1: like the idea that like this play hits like I guess like so I found this play comforting, but like that probably doesn't hit like I think that like as like I think as uh, like
2: but so my question there's not is, really like is- a
1: monocultural like response to that, like the works in the way that there probably was or there it was there was assumed to be in
2: the fifties. Oh, I'm sorry, say it one more time. I'm sorry. I think that,
1: Blabbering. like, I mean, well, here's the thing. The, the thing is, is like, the, like, I think in the 50s, there was an assumed sort of like monocultural, like, reaction to sure. something. Um, and I think, and what's funny is, I bet theater now is probably more monocultural than it was then. Like, I think theater, as Chris was saying, has sort of right. gotten siloed and siloed and siloed into like predominantly, it predominantly is a white, like, Upper middle class thing. Um,
0: insular it is insular.
1: And yet, I think, leaders are try to push against that. And I think an impulse, an impulse to do that is to like, is to consider how material lands to not just old rich white people.
0: They want uh, want to see how it lands to old rich people of other ethnicities.
2: But, it, but I think it's also, I don't think you're arguing against this, but we are also looking at plays that won the Pulitzer Prize, which is like, as an institution, you know, I don't think they're really seeking out. I, I think it'd be different if we, because right. I'm sure there were incredible, beautiful, subversive plays made in 1954 mm. by playwrights. that are like, that thing's a piece of fucking shit, right. you know, and it's beautiful that so many things either lost to history or, we're just too fucking lazy to find it. But it is beautiful to look at this as like, you know, this in a sense is like USA Today of 1954 and you know, who we were, At least the idea of a culture. There's New South Yorker. Pacific, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, it's USA Today, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. All right. Well, it was
0: interesting, the conversation um, he has with um, Lotus Blossom. Who's the, the geisha where she wants to marry him and he does tell her that like people are assholes, racist assholes in America, it wouldn't work.
2: Right. But not to not to belabor this, but I do wonder, Josh, why is this structure comforting? Because it's not the play itself. Because I'm sure if you read another version of this play, it'll be comforting in the same way. And that to me is a fascinating thing of the structure of like, I, I don't know how you call it, but it's like visiting something, being changed by it, and then the.
1: Yeah, and then like it's like its power is like, you know, like I think for me the most like delightful moment is when the like psychiatrist con- like it's that it's right like, where it's like the, it's like I think it's like mm-hmm. the, it's like. I mean this is really reducing a lot of stuff here talking about the culture as but it's like the underdog like the underdog is so charming that there's like not even a fight. Like right. it's like um and and I, I think that's like there's something nice about that. Uh, that like something something unexpected is so delightful that everyone is sort of who comes into contact with It's sort of like, um, made better.
2: And it's fascinating how people can use structures and import all this terrible fucking shit mm-hmm. into a structure that is so comforting. Yeah. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: It's really fucking cool.
1: All right. I'm going to go make sure my dog didn't die. Um, uh, next week, cat on a hot tin roof. Meow. Shalom, a what mm-hmm. a, a
2: line a day when you're far away Little things meet a lot Don't have to buy
1: me diamonds and pearls
0: Champagne